All right, welcome to the White Man Can Jump podcast. This is your host, John Whited, and that was the sweet, sweet voice of Marvin Gaye Jr. Or Marvin Gaye, sorry. And uh, and that song, um, if if you do follow this podcast, you probably know as a sports fan. Hopefully, um, you know that the song is from "Remember the Titans," um, probably the best sports movie of all time. That being the best song in the movie, um, with you know that soundtrack possibly being the best soundtrack of all time. Um, so. You know, as you can tell, uh, we're going to incorporate some music into this um, podcast. We're also going to incorporate some movies into this uh, podcast. It might be a spinoff of this pod. It might um, be uh, on this on this same channel as well here. Where we haven't decided that yet, and it's going to be coming to you hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, the first one we will be doing is Remember the Titans, hence that song. Hence, we're talking about this. Um, you know, it's a great movie for a lot of reasons. And just the team aspect, the sports aspect of it, the racial aspect of it, the culture aspect of it, um, the acting in it, the characters that are in it and what they ended up doing with the rest of their careers, um, what they became, um, the symbolism and a lot of the stuff and subs we're still fighting today. Um, I think it's a great movie to revisit in a lot of ways. Um, And so that's going to be the first one we do. Um, Like I said, hopefully in a couple weeks. And, uh, and, you know, we're going to, you know, that will be, there'll be some serious parts of that, but there'll be plenty of funny parts. It's a hilarious movie. Uh, There's some great mama jokes in there. Uh, Sunshine's funny. Um, There's some great, great acting. Obviously one of Denzel's best roles. Um, and, and we'll cover all that and, you know, we are definitely knocking off the ringers rewatchables pod by doing that. Um, but, uh, you know, we haven't come up with a name for it yet. Um, but we will be coming at you live with that pretty soon and, uh, we will keep you posted. So, you know, come back, you know, we got some other movies, you know, just off the top of the head, name a few that we're going to look to do some of my favorite movies, painting gain, oceans, 11, super bad. I love you, man. Dumb and Dumber, Fired Up, which I know most of you haven't seen. Check it out before we watch it. We'll we'll get uh, we'll have to get one special person for that one. Maybe a couple others because um, it was it was a movie that we found in high, or in college that uh, not many people have seen. Eastbound and Down, season one, episode one, um, probably the best thirty minutes of comedy of all time. Probably the most bold we're coming of all time, too. But, hey, we're not saying this stuff. We're just commenting on it. We won't comment any worse than what they said. I promise you. <laughs> okay? Anyways, Entourage episodes, I mean, yeah, we got to cover those. They're, they do it on their own podcast, Victory of the Podcast. They do a lot of other stuff with their pods. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they have, obviously, the behind-the-scenes, but... I think it'd be cool to see it from a fan perspective as well. So we'll cover op- episodes like My Mom's Right, Does My E5, Vegas, Baby Vegas, um, A Day in the Valley. You know, some of those are the favorites off the top of my head. Um, we'll do Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick Pod. That might be a double feature. 
might do both those in one night. I know exactly what I'm doing that with Kyle Liddick. Yes, we're doing that podcast, and yes, it will be the best one ever. I promise you that. <laughs> and not because of me, because of him. He knows every word of the, both those movies, probably. Definitely the first one. <laughs> and if he hasn't learned the second one yet, we'll learn it before we do the podcast. I promise you that. Ted, um, also a great one. Uh, me and my boys love uh, when it came out and had to rewatch many a time. So. We, we quote that more than we probably should because it's pretty vulgar as well. Uh, but it's a great movie. Almost Famous, um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Penny Lane, the ultimate crush for <laughs> any guy ever. Um, and just an awesome story. Um, and uh, it ties into the music aspect of the podcast as well. And then uh, we'll definitely have to do The Usual Suspects, the best ending of any movie we've ever I've ever seen, at least. Uh, or at least, you know, there's some other ones that are up there, but I think it's the best. But, um, you know, that that will be our, you know, our movie podcast. Like I said, we haven't come up with a name with it yet, but um, please be on the lookout for that. We're excited to, to bring that to you guys. Um, but, you know, back to today's podcast, or getting started with today's podcast. This is going to be my first solo podcast uh, covering week 11 um, of the NFL looking at, um, you know, looking at Super Bowl odds, looking at MVP odds, looking at some fantasy angles as well, and then just kind of doing some quick hitters at the end. So, you know, try to keep it to less than an hour and um, maybe 45 minutes and just cover some of the big games. We'll cover the, the Cowboys. Um, beat down we'll just get right into it we'll cover a couple of the other big games i think you'll know which ones those are we'll cover them in a little bit but the cowboys beat down uh the, the vikings um who are now eight and two after the 40 to three loss to the now seven and three cowboys um we're now tied with the giants for third behind the eight and two vikings i just mentioned and the nine and one eagles um, it looked like for a second there um the Vikings might end up in first place um, with Eagles. We'll get to in a little bit, squeaking out a close win in the last seconds. Could have dropped eight and two, giving the Eagles the chance to, or the Vikings chance to go nine and one and have sole possession of first place. That did not happen. Uh, maybe they count their egg for a hatch. I've, I've done that before. In the grand scheme of things, not that big of a deal for the Vikings. They probably were going to be the two seed no matter what probably weren't going to win that game definitely not playing that way and the cowboys are playing as well as anyone in the league right now micah parsons is arguably the best player in the league at any position no matter what and it might be the most valuable player i mean you got to give it to a quarterback most likely but holy crap is he good um i, I would still definitely give it to a quarterback but he's the most valuable player is not a quarterback i, I think well i think he's past aaron donald that uh, especially if you look at their records, how valuable can Aaron Donald be? I mean, no offense to him. I'm sure he's having a great season, so I'm sure. But, um, you know, with their record as crappy as it is and their way they went all in when, you know, a few superstars, they got their Super Bowl. They should be happy, whatever. They don't, like, they weren't going to win the Super Bowl again this year anyway. So, like, 
whatever, but they got to rebuild from here. And like, that's not what we were talking about. Anyways, we'll get back to the topic of the Cowboys. And, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I never get my hopes up for the Cowboys because ever since I've been a fan, um, you know, we've gone eight and eight in the most dramatic fashion ever. Um, I've I've been a ride or die with my boy, Tony Romo from day one. Um, second, he came in for, uh, I believe it was Drew Bledsoe the first time. He just had a swag about him. He just, he just made plays happen. Um, he made plays happen for both teams, unfortunately, sometimes. But um, people only remember the uh, the picks that he threw at the end of the games, not the you know three touchdowns in the final 18 minutes of the game to bring us back to even give us a chance because our defense was so bad most of the years he was on the team but um yeah you know, that, that's my quarterback <laughs> that's my quarterback um you know Tio couldn't say any better myself but um you know I I really wish he had gotten a Super Bowl and uh you know we never really we had our chance that one year when with the Dez catch and you know it was a catch would we have won well, probably not. Would have won that game, probably. Almost certainly. And uh, But that was definitely a catch. But, you know, whatever. That's not the size point. But I think we have a pretty good shot here. But, like, ESPN projects us a 44% chance. I saw that on SportsCenter today. 44% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think that's obscene. Absurd, whatever you want to call it. But... The reason I think that is <laughs> we're in the NFC. It means the Eagles have the one seed, so they should have they should be favored. And they they aren't. <laughs> Just by those odds are not favored. Anyways. So the Eagles they have to win one less game and they'll have home field advantage and they'll probably a better team than us. And they have whatever. And then there's also the Vikings. They'll have well have field advantage of us most likely. But we do have the tiebreaker against them, I guess. We're only one game back. I think the Giants, who are 7-3 now, are going to miss the playoffs. We'll get in that a little bit. But you also have the 49ers who look great. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's four really solid teams right there with, you know, another 7-3 and three team that the Giants have looked pretty good so far. And Saquon's been a beast and I just don't think we'll keep it up, but you know, just looking at this this Cowboys game, I mean, it, I mean, it was a huge fantasy day for everyone on the the Cowboys roster. It seemed like, um, except for the receivers, um, Tony Pollard ended up with thirty three point nine points, fifteen carries, eighty yards, two touchdowns on the ground, uh, six catches on six targets, um, hundred and six yards, and two touchdowns through the air via Dak who connected on those two touchdowns and only missed on three of his 25 attempts for 276 yards coming out with 20.6 points 20.64 points Zeke added two rushing touchdowns so you know I think that's an important thing to note is you know Tony Pollard went off when Zeke was out for a couple weeks and rightfully so I mean he's a beast and um 
when he got that opportunity, he capitalized on it. And he should have because he should have been getting these carries beforehand because he's just a more dynamic back right now. Um, but it doesn't mean you don't need Zeke as well because what unless you have Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley or just freaks, um, you need two running backs now. And even then, you should have two running backs. Dalvin Cook's another one that doesn't really get much. Like, Madison's a beast when he comes in, but he doesn't really play behind him. But, um, so, you know, I think, uh, I think the, the Cowboys offense are great. CD Lamb, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I think daily fantasy going forward, there are going to be great plays going there. Um, I would probably just, I mean, Tony Pollard's going to get expensive for daily fantasy. Um, Zeke could be the touchdown vulture on a lot of these. I think he could be, he might be expensive too. Um, but um, I think they're, they're going to be a lot of points put up. Like they were the highest scoring offense since he's been back, and they were the highest scoring offense from last year and whatnot. And they got a lot of weapons. Um, C. Lamb's been a beast. Michael Gallup's back and healthy. Noah Brown's had a good year. Um, Dalton Schultz hasn't done much this year, but. Um, showed last year what he could do. Um, so, I mean, I think I think the Cowboys are uh, maybe not the Super Bowl favorites, but uh, definitely worth uh, checking the odds on. And, uh, and, you know, this is the first time I've got excited for a Cowboys potential Super Bowl, you know, since I've really been a fan. I mean, I remember when they won their last couple of Super Bowls, just – I remember them, but I wasn't truly a fan, so I couldn't appreciate them. So this would be pretty cool. And, you know, when I try to go to a game here, um, I do live in Austin, so it's not that far away. Uh, I haven't been to Jerry World yet. So, um, but, um, you know, Justin Jefferson in that game as well, if we're going to talk about fantasy, uh, put up a dud for all of you that, you know, like me who had him last week going off for 193 yards and that unbelievable catch the greatest catch of all time and one of the clutches i mean it was wasn't the playoffs so it's hard to call it the clutches catch of all time but it was also on fourth and 18 or whatever it was so the dude's a baller he's had three games he had three catches on five targets for 33 yards i mean that goes to show you how good Diggs is playing this year um last year he had all those picks but he also gave up more yards than anyone in the air last year um, as a cover guy. So, you know, it was live. Um, you had to live and die by him. And this year he's he's only got three interceptions, I think. But he's also, like, I think got the best QBR or something like that. You know, he's way up there in all the advanced statistics. Um, and he shut down Jefferson when he was on him. Um, the rest of the team did a good job on him as well. Um, and that, that secondary is just... They just got a lot of a lot of football players on that secondary. They all know how to play. They all play hard. They surround the ball. There's ball hawks, and and you got Michael Parsons just and the rest of the offensive line, or the defensive line isn't no, is no joke either. So, um, like I said, Super Bowl favorites, forty four percent chance this is not what we should be. We'll look at the Super Bowl favorites, Super Bowl odds here in a second, but I uh, just wanted to run through DVOA real quick here. Um, kind of give you a perspective of where that stands as well. Um, through week 11, the Bills um, were in first place by quite a bit, actually. Um, 
at least one standard deviation um, over the Cowboys. There are two. Ravens came in at three, surprisingly. Eagles, four. Um, surprised they're that low. I mean, four is not that low, but in the Chiefs at five, kind of surprised there. You know, we'll transition to the Chiefs game. I, I think the Chiefs should be the Super Bowl favorites, not the Cowboys. And maybe they are. Well, they can't. I doubt they can be because it would have to be like whatever. The Cowboys are 44% chance. They probably are the leading odds is the point. But looking at uh, FanDuel right now, I just pulled it up. Um, the Buffalo Bills are plus 400 odds, the favorites. Which to the same point as um, the Eagles' odds over the Cowboys because they're going to have home court or home field because they have a two-game advantage over the Bills, and they only have one tough game. They'll probably be favored by at least five points in all their games, except for um, two weeks. They have uh, they have. Um, they're at the Bengals, so that'll be a tough game. But they should—they'll probably probably lose two more games, and the Bills can't even catch them. So you're telling me you take the Bills, uh, the Chiefs, playing one more game and one more tough game? Nah, like I mean, whatever. Maybe you would, but like those odds should be at least flipped. So take the Chiefs over the Bills. Uh, you know. Um, the next best odds are 550 or the lowest odds are the Eagles. Now this is Vegas is on what I'm on. The, the 49ers are plus 700 and the fourth best odds they are six and four. Now uh, they're the fifth seed, I think. I mean, yeah, let me see. I got the standings up right here. Yeah. They're the fifth seed. I'm um, tied with the Seahawks. As a tiebreaker, I guarantee they'll finish better than Seahawks, who have had an impressive season. But um, and I think they'll probably make the playoffs. They should. I think they're that. I think they're that good. Um, but the 49ers just could be Jimmy Garoppolo can win a Super Bowl. He almost beat Patrick Mahomes. You know how hard that is. <laughs> Tom Brady is the only one that's done it. He's the best of all time. I mean, that's just a coincidence. He's, they've only he's only played two of them, but like. He almost beat him. Like he has more weapons now. Um, Brandon Ayuk had a good game. Debo's a beast. He's got McCaffrey. Like their defense is stacked. Um, they have a plus seven hundred. I, I I don't like because they're not going to have home field. And they're going to have to play all those tough teams, but it's not bad either. I like the Cowboys at plus ten thousand or plus thousand. Ravens at plus twelve hundred, Vikings at plus seventeen hundred, Dolphins plus seventeen hundred, Bucks plus seventeen, Bengals plus twenty five, Tennessee plus two seventy, and then it kind of gets crazy after that. Um, I don't really see anyone else. Um, I kind of like the Dolphins, Tua. I mean, we'll get into some MVP odds as well. Um, but I do like, uh, you know, I like I don't like the Vikings. I like the seventeen hundred just because, and the Bengals potentially. I like some of those longer ones, and I like I like Chiefs Cowboys. I don't know what the odds are for that. I couldn't find it. 
but if you can find some odds for that, I would I would put some money on that. I, I like that bet. Um, and it'd be an awesome game. Um, so you know, moving on the Chiefs. Um, like I said, they played the Bengals in a couple weeks, and they put another another good performance on, especially Mahomes and Kelsey did their thing. Um, you know, three touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes, um, I think, ended up with three hundred. 29 yards, added 23 rushing yards. Um, you know, it's not that many, but he, he always adds about 20. Sometimes add 40 or 60 or 130 like he did a few weeks ago. But those 22.3, they add up over the season. Um, you know, people don't even notice that with Mahomes. I'm not saying he's the best runner in the league, but when he has to, he can. And, uh, you know, Kelsey went off for 32.5 points and a half point PPR. Um, Six catches on 10 targets, 115 yards, three touchdowns, high step in like prime time into the end zone. The dude is just a baller. Um, and he looks so fresh and so young. I got him on my keeper league, and I'm definitely keeping him. I didn't think I was because I thought he was going to be too old and washed up. Not washed up, but just on the decline a little bit. He doesn't look like that at all. Um, I actually had him and Mahomes in this league. I tried to package Mahomes. And Kelsey, because my team is this good, but I'm also somehow in last place. I have, like, in this league, you can only keep three players, and you have to keep three players, and they're your first three picks no matter what. So there's not that much strategy to it other than figure out which three you want to keep. And if you're having a bad season, try to get rid of all your other players that have any value. (laughs) And so I was like, I I have enough good. I'm not going to go through my whole team, but I was like, I want a first round pick because I wanted to get my best chances at B. John Robinson. I was like, I'll give you Mahomes and Kelsey as a package deal for a first round pick and maybe one keeper. And no one would give me an offer. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I'll keep them. I'm definitely keeping Kelsey next year um, in that league, which I'm stoked on because he's such a mismatch. I mean, Mark Andrews had that great season last year. But like, I like he's a good tight end. But like statistically and fantasy wise, he's not going to repeat that. But Kelsey can repeat what he's doing this year easily, because especially without Tyreek Hill, he's a number one option by a lot. So you know, that was you know our Kelsey jerk chest, so to speak. And uh, you know, we'll get we'll just get Mahomes. We'll give Mahomes one too because he he deserves it. I mean, he's. He's the most talented quarterback of all time, and, and I don't think it's relatively close. I used to think it was Aaron Rodgers, and, and maybe he is close, but I just think he's on a different level than Aaron Rodgers. And I, Yeah, like Aaron Rodgers is close because he is on a different level than I think everyone else. I mean, he just comes to talent in terms of the throws he can make and everything like that and the consistency that they both bring, too. That, that's, that's key because some of those other guys, some other guys can make a lot of throws but they're not as consistent as these guys and stuff like that. So, you know, one thing about Mahomes, I don't know if he'll ever go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. I'll tell people he was the greatest quarterback I've ever seen, at least at this point. Maybe hopefully someone who's better comes after him. But in terms of, like, Brady being the GOAT, I think he will be because if you're going to go – maybe Mahomes doesn't feel playing, like, 25 fucking years or whatever, however long Brady's played. But and maybe he does, and maybe he will, and maybe he'll play even longer than Brady, and maybe he does have a chance to 
beat him in terms of Super Bowl wins and passing yards and stuff. But 100,000 yards and seven rings, that's going to be hard to beat. Especially, especially when you lose to him in a Super Bowl. That was really important in the history of the GOAT talk. Potentially. Like, whatever. Who cares? But, like, I mean, we do. That's why we have these debates. If it was 6-2 to two and he got that many Super Bowls that fast, he's not... You tell me he's not going to at least make three more Super Bowls. At least. He's 25, 26, I think. 26, I think. Whatever. He's damn good. Three more Super Bowls, and you'd think he'd win at least two of them. Whatever. Like, he, But it could be a lot more, too. That's the bottom line. That's the minimum. That's the bottom line, because that's what... I don't remember the wrestling guys, but anyways, that's what the rocks are. That's what Stone Cold Seabon said. I can't remember, like I said, but, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I, it comes down to, uh, to that. I think will be a huge, you, you, I don't think many people realize that I, I kind of brought it up to a few people at the time. And I don't think people thought of it because they were at such different points of their career, but they're also still the two best in the game at the time. And, it wasn't really even a game between them two because, you know, whatever um, Patrick Mahomes didn't have the uh, the protection he needed. Uh, it wasn't even close. I think he ran 507 yards in the backfield or something like crazy. Through the craziest throw I've ever seen when he's on the ground throwing threw it 30 yards on a rope and it was going up still because he threw it. Well, you know what I'm talking about. And to back this up, you know, the all-time bash rating, Patrick Mahomes, number one at 100.6 or 106.0. It's crazy if you look at his list. Um, I have the top 25. Number 10, your boy Tony Romo. I'm going to point that one out there for sure. 97.1. Just behind Tom Brady, (laughs) 97.4. You know, just ahead of him. Kirk Cousins, 97.5. He knows just out of him. Dak Prescott. He knows just out of that. Drew Brees. Jimmy Garoppolo, 99.9. Russell Wilson, 100.7. Aaron Rodgers. And the other guy I was going to bring up, which I didn't want to because people have different opinion on him now, Deshaun Watson, 104.5. It's crazy. Lamar Jackson's 11. Steve Young, Peyton Manning, 12 and 13. Justin Herbert at 14, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Kurt Warner, Ben Roethlisberger, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Joe Montana. <laughs> I mean, like, Joe Montana. I'm just kidding. It's the water boy line. He's the only one that didn't play after the turn of the century. Hmm. That's why everyone said he was the best before that. Or Steve Young was the other one, <laughs> right? Crazy how much better we've gotten at power. Crazy how long it took. People don't fucking realize shit like this in sports. They should pass the ball over running the ball. And they should shoot a bunch of threes. But somehow it took people forever to figure it out. I have no idea how. Every kid that played Madden figured that out the first time they played the damn game. Every single one of them. Every single one. You know how I know that? Because none of us ran the damn ball. And if we did, it was a sweep. We just wanted to get outside and run as fast as we could. But, like... It made no sense because it was so easy to jump off passes. Um, but that that's all-time, so he's got the all-time by a little bit. And then 
in terms of total QBR this year, he's number two. Um, two is number one um, at 83.1, having a great season. He's missed a couple games. Um, so, you know, it'd be tough for him to win the MVP, but, you know, he's playing like an MVP when he's played and been healthy. Um, Patrick Mahomes is 78.4 at number two. Josh Allen is 73.3. Um, and uh, Gina Smith – so 67.3 Jalen Hurts round out 65 top five um and uh you know like we said we mentioned Super Odds Patrick Mahomes is a heavy favorite now minus 160 uh, I don't I don't even think that's worth betting on I mean just who what if he gets hurt I know, I'm sure shit I hope he doesn't but it's not worth betting on I don't think because he's gonna win it Jalen Hurts could win it um the one I really like, Jalen Hurts is a plus 600. Uh, Josh Allen, a plus 650. Tua, a plus 650. Like I said, with a couple games out, he would really have to go off. And I think they would have to get the one seed, which I told you is probably not going to happen with the record they have. Um, I like Tyreek Hill, plus 7,500. Joe Burrow, plus 2,500. I think they don't have a good enough record. But Tyreek Hill, if somehow they get the one seed, and Tyreek Hill kills it over, you know, and him and Waddle don't split it as much, and he takes the bulk of the yardage. Maybe he wins instead, but maybe Offensive Player of the Year is a better bet. I don't have those odds up for Tyreek Hill, but um, Justin Jefferson at plus, you know, I think that's 150000 Oh no, 1500 sorry. Same thing with Derrick Henry. I like both of those. Derrick Henry could easily run for like 700 yards, 800 yards the rest of the season, and they could get the one seed. Not likely to get the one seed, but <laughs> then I like uh, I like Michael Parsons at plus 40,000. I mean, whatever. Just give it to him. Who cares? I mean, he's probably not going to win it. I don't think Aaron Donald's ever won in his monster seasons. Um, so I, I, I don't think we'll see that, but it's just a fun bet. I love, love the guy. And it's cool to see that he's actually on there. Um, so, I mean, I, I, like I said, it's had Patrick Mahomes to lose at this point. And uh, I don't think it's going to really be that close unless, you know, something unexpected happens. And then, uh, you know, the Monday night game that just ended. Um, and San Francisco is, you know, we talked about them as a dark horse. They're not even a dark horse anymore, but just by their record, um, they had a couple tough losses with some injuries to start the season. But, you know, they dismantled the Murrayless, kind of Murrayless Cardinals, 38-3. Um, you know, Jimmy G was always the quarterback that they needed. We mentioned that. Like, he... They didn't need Trey Lance. I mean, it would have been nice if they could have added him, but they didn't need him. They had what they needed. They almost beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like we said, how hard that is. Like, they're one third and 15 away, and they almost had a bomb on the other end on the next possession that would have won it too. So, like, whatever. Like, that's how close it was. Don't. Fuck up when you have something that's that close to beating Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to have too many opportunities to do that. George Kittle had a great game. Um, I had 22 and a half, 22.4 points for you fantasy owners out there. I'm one of them. 
It sucked. <laughs> it has. He was, you know, four catches on six targets, 84 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he's such a good player, but he's not necessarily good at fantasy. One, because he doesn't stay healthy because he plays so hard is part of his problem. Two, he's, part of it is he's a really good blocker. And you don't get any points for that in fantasy. And three, they have so many other weapons and run the ball so much, he doesn't get any targets. But at, in terms of just how good he is and how skilled he is, you know, he's a top three tight end. Um, but fantasy-wise, I, I, I don't think you can put him there anymore with all the weapons they have. Um, you know, Jimmy G, 25.42 points, 228 yards, four TDs. If you started him this week on a – yeah, had someone on a buy or streamed him or whatever – um, he came up huge and man is just beautiful and, and he can throw some, he can throw a football. He's a smart player. I don't, I don't know why everyone hates on him so much, but, um, and he's definitely beautiful. <laughs> um, and Brandon, Ayuk, you know, only two catches, both of them touchdowns. Um, you know, they were pretty athletic plays. I saw him, um, you know, I, you know, you you're not going to get two touchdowns on two catches every week, but it's, it's nice that he did. He got that. Congratulations. And, you know, he, he's shown to be a little more consistent than that and make some plays. Um, you know, Debo Samuel at 18.9 points as well. 37 rushing yards on three carries, a rushing TD, um, seven catches on nine targets for 57 yards. Um, you know, just, just a field day. McCaffrey didn't do much. Um, he didn't need to. Um, and uh, they ran away with this one. And like I said, the NFC is loaded. Put your money on AFC teams if you want to win the Super Bowl odds. <laughs> or you'll get better odds with it. Um, but there are some NFC teams worth it, too, that we talked about. Um, though those were the three big games that I, I really saw. Um and the implications from them, but you know, we'll do some quick hitters. You know, go go back to Thursday night. The Packers, you know, they're probably not making the playoffs at this point. And they're four and seven. I think they have a five percent chance to make the playoffs according to ESPN. They started with a ninety-five percent chance, and that's crazy. And that's that's the crazy thing about the NFL. Like half the teams don't make the playoffs for the next year, and you just don't know which half they're going to be. Like they were the they have the best chance to make the playoffs of any team going into the season. And they're not going to make it. And then um, we mentioned the Eagles surviving a close one. Emotional victory for Nick Saratini or Sariani. I I need to learn his name. (laughs) Returning to Indy after his mentor, Frank Reich, was fired the week before, I believe. Um, And won on a brilliant quarterback draw call on third and eight. A third and goal from the eight, I believe it was. Um, You know, John Hurts finished him off and you know, I think it's time that we start having this debate is is Jalen Hurts um, elite? And uh, I think the answer is yes. I think it's got to be yes, especially when you factor in his rushing ability. Um, his poise, he was a huge recruit, went to Alabama, balled out at Oklahoma, just had two of come in behind him, you know, and uh, just need to, you know, <laughs> Just shock him a little bit to wake him up, and he did at Oklahoma. He struggled to start because um, he didn't have all that many weapons, and they didn't have the right things in place. Now they do, and and it's not just fantasy purposes. I think he's 
top seven quarterback. I don't know. I don't want to put him any higher than that, but like I think that's considered elite. He never won a Super Bowl with them, especially when you have that team around them. So that's what you consider elite, then he's elite. Um, the Jets, <laughs> whatever. It's J-E-T-S. They suck, 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 suck. Like, they had 103 yards of offense. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And they lose on a last-second punt return, whatever. Like, you deserve to lose that game if you have 103 yards of offense and your quarterback has 77 yards and says, we're not the problem. You guys scored three points. That punt return was longer than all of your fucking yards, dude. He had 84 yards on that punt return. He had 77 on fucking 22 passes, I think it was. <laughs> and you're not the damn problem. <laughs> Maybe you got too much dog in you, dude. <laughs> Why don't you start fucking triple and playing quarterback? You're not Joe Namath. Yeah, seriously. Like, you're not. He was a baller. <laughs> he could call the Super Bowls before they happen. You'll never make one, dude. <laughs> I still respect that you got the dog in you, though. But seriously, if you don't think you're the problem right now, wait till you're on the bench next week. <laughs> but somehow they're still 6-4 and four and just one spot in the eight, in, outside of the playoff race based off the tiebreaker in the eighth seed. So, you know, they're outside looking in, but I have, and they probably won't make it because of the Jets. But, you know, they can, uh, they have a shot. And that's more than I would ever think this year. Yeah. Same thing to say about this Falcons team. My favorite story of the year. They're a fun team. Without much from Kyle Pitts at all this year. He's been one of the biggest busts for anyone. Anyone that had him. You know, if you had him in a, a normal league that's not a keeper dynasty league, you know, hopefully you had a, some other option to tight end some weeks. But, um, you know, I went all in with them in one league and kind of screwed me. Um, but I think if you're in a dynasty league or a fantasy league, especially now that he's hurt, someone hasn't already traded for him, go trade for him. You can get him for cheap and he could be as good as Travis Kelsey next year. He's a freak. <laughs> it wasn't a joke what he did last year. It wasn't a fluke. So, um, you know, Mariota looks like a looks like he'd run in the college offense that he ran in a, you know, not exactly that offense, but like he looks poised like he he was in Oregon when they went to the national championship game and lost to Cam Newton. Um and then, you know, Drake London looks like a stud. He's he hasn't been as consistent, but they haven't thrown the ball that consistently some games. Um just because they're running they got a good running attack and they had Cordero Patterson back. Um, so I think they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I'd put more money on them than the Giants, who fall to seven and three. Got to match up with the Cowboys. That's going to be a loss because I just the way the Cowboys are playing. Um, I just I don't see the uh, the uh, Giants offense doing much against uh, the Cowboys defense and. The Cowboys' offense is playing. Maybe the Giants' defense has played pretty well, so it's down a little bit, but I don't think they can keep up. Um, so, you know, I, my bold prediction, I think, is that the Giants missed the playoffs. I, I couldn't find odds for that in Vegas, um, but ESPN projection gives them 88.4%, and 538 gives an 81% chance of making the playoffs. I think they're going to miss it. Um, so if you can find some odds for that, I think you should throw some money there. 
they've overachieved this year. Saquon's a beast, but you don't win by running anymore. If that's your sole attack. I mean, it's nice to have a running quarterback too and whatever, but I think that's a good bet. Um, and then we'll, we'll round it out with the Bengals who improved to six and four out of the seventh seed in the AFC right now. Joe Burrow balled out, um, you know, 25 went 26.7 points, 35, 355 passing yards, four TDs, um, without Jamar chase, um, for, you know, I think the fourth, third or fourth game, I mean, fourth or fifth, sorry. Um, Fourth game that Burroughs had in his career with 350 passing yards and four touchdowns. Um, and uh, that's the most in Cincy history, and he's only been in the league for three years. Um, that's how good this guy is. And it also shows you how many weapons he has. And that he didn't have Jamar Chase and was still putting up those those points um, fantasy-wise and on the scoreboard. T. Higgins wrapped up 19.4 fantasy points for you. Um, my hot take, T. Higgins is a better wide receiver than Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is a great receiver too, and having both is great. But Jamar Chase had a lot, a lot of yak last year. A lot. Some of it is because he's great at getting yak. Some of it is just there's missed tackles and one guy had tackle on him, and he missed him, and he went for 77 yards after that. Like Some of that's him being dynamic. Some of it's like, is that going to repeat itself year after year? But T. Higgins is 6'5", or 6'4", at least. And that catch he made at the beginning of the year, where he did like a 360, and somehow didn't put his heel down, but got both feet in, they didn't challenge it, because how would you ever won that challenge? Because it looked impossible. But he made that catch. I swear to God he did. And, uh, and so... I think he's better. I think they're both great. But I was trying to get him in my keeper league on the DL um, so I could keep him. Um, But it didn't work out. Our trade deadline just passed. But, you know, I think think the Bengals are looking just like they did last year. I think think the poise hit their playoff stride. They got the Chiefs in two weeks. I think Jamar Chase might come back for that one. If they could pull that upset again, who knows? History might repeat itself. but they will probably have to beat the Chiefs again in the playoffs. Um, I d- wouldn't put money on that happening two years in a row, but I would love to see the rematch. So that's really all the takes we got from NFL Week 11. Like I said, we do have um, a little outro for you here. This is my boy, Jay Mill. And the song is called Playoffs.
Let me add to my boy Jamil's verse. Here we go. I'm the MVP. Tell me, Jamil. That's it. Peace out.